It's Cofield and Company. I'm giving you one more chance, Steve. I can't have you driving down the road in a skyjack drinking beer. Steve Cofield. We like Steve. <laughs> but we don't love Steve. It's Cofield and Company with Steve Cofield on ESPN Las Vegas. And we know it because we feel it in our bones. Final hour on a Friday, USC weigh-in, ceremonial weigh-in, just finished over at the Fortress, uh, upwards of uh, seven, eight thousand 8,000 people out there. No incident with Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier, no other incidents with uh, any of the other fighters. So that big event goes down tomorrow over at the Fortress, and then we've got Garth in town. We're going to get into that, and uh, the test, the first big test of uh, parking and flow and pedestrians and all of that, that's coming up in the big five. Willie Ramirez is filling in. As the company, Ari is in our Finley Toyota studios. Let's do it. Battleborn Injury Lawyers presents the Big Five at Five, number five. I'll tell you, the man still has it. The man still has it. I think Drake has uh, run roughshod on the uh, on the other team, the ladies. He's uh, he's 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 been with a, a bunch of different ladies, but man, he he can be. How do you how do you say it? He can be pretty fresh about this whole thing. I don't know. He freshens it up. Um, pictures on TMZ of Drake apparently running out Dodger Stadium and going on a date. Now the big headline here is that it's a lady named Johanna Leia, who happens to be an Instagram model. So that's not a shocker. But also the mom of one of the better high school basketball recruits in the country. Amari Bailey, who's going to UCLA, who's also a teammate at Sierra Canyon with LeBron's kid. Is well, first of all, she's she's beyond an Instagram model. She was actually employed by Ford Model Agency. Really? So she's big time. Yeah. She's okay. she uh you know, I mean, obviously Drake is Drake is Drake, but I mean he it's not like he just picked some random Instagram model. She, you know, yeah. she and her two kids are um she shares both her kids with uh, Aaron Bailey. He was a wide receiver for the Indianapolis Colts in the sure. yeah. mid to late nineties. Yep. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, she and she she's got a couple of years on Drake, but you know, she definitely she looks good. She definitely does not look forty. Oh, and so you know, she's got a she's got a powerful build, uh, a, a sturdy lower body. I'll put it that way. She no, she's she's a beautiful. That's, that's that was a compliment, actually. Uh, no, she's absolutely. a lovely looking woman with uh, yeah. with a giant tuckets. Ap- no, absolutely no. She's I just she, had to say it. she is not to. You know we don't do that on the show anymore. She's curvy. Okay, there you go. She's that curvy. was a good way to say it. She's curvy. Yeah, she, yeah, no, she, sturdy, and, and, stocky. Yeah, no, and strong lower body. The thing is, is she objectifying she, women here? Sorry, no, you're not objectifying anybody because she 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 is a beautiful woman, and you know. Women will post, hey, you know, on themselves, selfies, not bad for, a, you know, a woman of two, not bad, but just turned 40, sure. so on and so forth. And 100% agree because she doesn't look 40. I had no idea. And, and she, yeah, she's she's stunning. Um, and the thing is, you know what? If you're Drake and you can rent out Dodger Stadium for a date, I mean, let me ask you a question. What's the craziest 
one night, not stand, <laughs> but what's the what's the most outlandish date? Because I know what the most outlandish first date that I've ever had. I don't think I have one. Ever? No. Okay, mine. No, I don't. Here's the thing. I don't. I don't know that I ever had dates. Really? Well, I every, almost everyone I've ever met uh, who I've been with for a quick moment or longer was at a bar. And then I think the next time we met was at a bar. Oh, I like bars. The, I don't. Okay. I don't. I know. I don't have great stories like you, Willie. Well, the craziest date I ever had was I took. You respect love, my friend. I took a dancer from the Crazy Horse Two to San Francisco. Get out of here! Swear to God. As on a date? Yeah. Had a limo picker up. Token? I I had a limo. He's high rollers. I had a limo picker up at her house or at her apartment. Oh wow! She drove. They drove to 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 the uh, to the airport. We took a plane. We went to San Francisco. Donnie Logan gave me a tip as to where to go for dinner. Look at this guy. Um, And I can't think of the name. It begins with the C, and it's no longer there. But it used to be on top of the Bank of America building, fifty-two stories in the air. Wow. And it's no longer in existence. We went to a jazz club. Um, it was, and it was straight across, very uh, innocent. Got a hotel room, nothing did, and, and, and flew back the next morning, and that was it. That was the date. Yeah, I always figured this is me. This is what it's going to be like, so I don't want to give you a false impression. <laughs> <laughs> that was the most outlandish date. Now, That's don't, a don't good me, one, man. Good that, for you. That was all. That was, yeah. That, that Proud was, to have Willie. Willie's like breaking the mold on this <laughs> lame ass show. Led by my lame ass. <laughs> Number four. He thought he was going to get some great answer out of me, some like wild first date because Steve Cofield planned something special. Nah. Nah. Um, I think most times that second date going to a bar, I may have looked like at some point in the night the guy who walked on the Scottish Open course today. Did you see this one? This is more of a video subject, but I'm sure it's been all over ESPN today. Rory McElroy is getting ready to tee off. And some guy walks up between him, and I, I don't know if that was John Rahm, whatever, another golfer and a caddy, walks up to McElroy's bag, grabs a club, actually didn't even get it cleanly the first time, grabs it again, walks over to the tee box, and puts the uh, the club cover, the head cover, on the ground, and it looks like he's going to take a swing and like tee off the head cover. And it's the video seems to last forever, Willie, with no one coming up. To grab this psycho. Now, if you notice, once someone's got a golf club in their hand, you have a couple of choices. Yeah. Uh, you stand there and you do nothing and you back up because, you know, the person could be crazy and start swinging the golf club at you. Or you grab a golf club and you start walking towards the person and you're like, all right, we're going to have to do something here. But but McElroy stayed calm and he's like, the video's hilarious because he's like kind of looking around like, anyone going to do anything? Like, I just walked up to my bag during competition and just grabbed a club and then the first, the great thing is the first security guard in, uh, it's Scotland, so um, you know, it's a little more prim and proper, right? The guy's like in this like kind of regal looking outfit. He looks like he's 80 and he's he's going to talk the guy down. But here's the thing, dude, the, the guy who walked up and grabbed the club from McElroy's bag yeah. looks so high and drunk and crossfaded. Like he he's just completely out of it. It was just like this random thought. I'm just going to go up and grab a club. The best is he grabs, he grabs the club head and the club doesn't come with him. And the caddy... As one club comes up and gets misplaced, the caddy kind of positions it and fixes it, does nothing, and then watches him come back over. Grab, so he grabs the club head, he, and, and the caddy, here's the caddy, he's fixing it. Now he's just watching him and looking at him. Now Rory's looking at him, and they're both looking at each other like, who in the heck it's is weird, this guy? It's weird, man. And, and again, they're looking around like, hey, uh, you know, 
is this cool that he's just walking up on us? Can someone help us? Maybe a little security. Uh, and then he, he gave up. I think he, from what the video I saw, he gave up pretty, pretty easily. But he, when he got closer to the camera, he looked like he was freaking high as a kite. I have no crazy stories from the golf course. <laughs> I have some crazy ones there. It's a good thing I'm not a golfer. I'll have to, I'll have to talk about those on the late night pod. Yeah, we'll do that. Maybe on a green at Congressional. Oh there, was, there was a good time to be had. All right, next up. Number three. Ari's like, what? Okay, where are you going to be this weekend? Are you, uh, I don't think you're covering UFC. Uh, I know a lot of people who are going to Garth. I'm curious to hear after the weekend what the experience is like, uh, was like with, uh, you know, 65, check that, 85,000 plus people all in that area from T-Mobile yeah. all the way down to Mandalay, you know, and just off over Hacienda and what that, crowd surge is going to be like as uh, people are all coming out at the same time it's gonna be crazy it's going to be wild because you know they've really never ex they haven't experienced something like this in so long and and really i guess the craziest thing the craziest crowd that they've had to deal with you know as far as crowd control and traffic is has been the golden knights and they only had a few sold out this season so you have to go, you have to go back to pre-pandemic yeah, I, I would say the closest thing we've had is you know hockey game or and a concert over at say mgm right you know, you'd have, you'd have, but, you'd but have i'm saying two it's been there. so long oh yeah so but, but this is so much bigger now that you're yeah, talking about a football region. stadium yeah so it's I, it'll be interesting because there you know there's never been that big of a crowd in Las Vegas. I would have to say I would guess I would have to look to see what's the biggest live event. It would have to be like the Dead out at Sam Boyd, right? One of the past Grateful maybe, Dead concerts. Maybe EDC or out EDC out Speedway. Or, or Speedway. But that's that's, that's right. Yeah, my strip. bad. My bad. I forgot, North Sam Boyd. forgot about uh, the Speedway. So that's right because that's holding tr uh, six figures. But that's isolated coming in. Oh, yeah. This is just going to be congested and crazy. So let me ask you this: What would you do now? For me, I could just honestly say that I would just park at, at our gym, right? Jordan Mines gym and I would Uber it. It's pretty close. Your gym's right there. Right by Orleans Arena. I guess I would call you to, to park at the gym. And, and now right. that I know that, that's yeah. my plan. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, you I'd have, have a spot. I'd have to find a spot nearby. Yeah. And then, and then from there, take a ride share. But here's the thing, ride share. You know, it's funny. Arash Markazi was on with us earlier. Mr. Vegas uh, lives in Southern California, but he loves coming here to cover the events. And he was saying that the, the cabs are actually pretty affordable right now while rideshare is completely out of control and now price surging is back this is the this is when you're going to hear stories about the price surge yeah when you've got two mega events and garth is going to draw sixty thousand plus i wonder how crazy it's going to be to get down there and get back and we already know the parking situation is you know to pretty similar to what the raiders is going to be anything close to the owl is going to be north of 90 bucks at least yeah so what options do you have to get down there if you're a local can we just throw this out there that if you are listening and you are going to one of these events and you are going to be out there and you are going to be drinking, don't get behind the wheel and be an idiot, please, because it's the first time that you get inside a Legion Stadium or somewhere out there and enjoy Las Vegas. Call somebody and let's just throw that out there, please. Thanks. I don't know what they're doing with LV Boulevard. Yeah. Um, I should know what the plan is. Uh, I was saying four Raiders games, you know, full on Raiders games that eventually I think they'd have to close down part of LV Boulevard as everyone's leaving the stadium. Once you go over Hacienda, you go under Mandalay Place, you approach LV Boulevard. Everyone is going to be orderly and go down that little sidewalk in front of the Luxor. Oh, yeah. And the Excalibur yeah. or yes, cross yes, the street yes, and yes, yeah. go, go, go in front of that area. Yeah. It's a lot of people coming out of the stadium at one time. Yo, it's, that's that's what I'm saying. They're, they're, and we've ne we haven't seen this ever on the strip with that many people and 
two mega events going. I think it would be awesome. I, and I'm, I'm not I'm not sure if the casinos want to do this. I think it would be great if they could close the LV Boulevard from Russell all the way to Tropicana and actually, you know, have pop-up, whatever, whatever retail restaurant bars out there and just make it a little Almost street Almost like fair. a little street fair, yeah. yeah. Like after the games. So not yet. We gotta, you know, this is all a test. You know, we got to do. Got to call my boy Anthony Palmasano and have him bring San Gennaro feast and time it. Right? The old school. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. Top two stories. Number two. So I'm watching ESPN today, and they're doing live spots with uh, Kendrick Perkins, who, yeah. by the way, absolute warrior, because uh, there was a moment off camera, but, of course, they brought him on. Uh, a bird crapped on him. Oh, and he actually had this good nice, like, blue purple suit and right, like just a big white streak. Isn't that good luck? Yeah, he. You know what's funny is during the spot they actually mentioned that that it was good luck. Yeah, I think it was good luck. You ever been crapped on by a bird? No, that's why I got crappy luck. Okay. I, I almost, oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> you were clean there. I actually had it happen at a beach. Did I was you? laying on my stomach, yeah, and a bird just. Uh, yeah, it's New Jersey. They're very aggressive seagulls. Of course. And they're full of garbage, so they're you know they're gonna crap all the time. But yeah, one crapped on my back, and I don't remember my luck changing. You know that bird's name was Polly Walnuts. Could have been. Yeah, it could have been. So Perkins is on. And one of Perkins' angles today was going after Budenholzer, the Bucks coach. And he said he didn't like his pregame speech. And I actually watched the pregame speech. And it was like, it's kind of light. Budenholzer's like, all right, let's go out there and play loose, have a lot of fun, blah, blah, blah. Perkins capitalized on that to say that that speech sucked, that they should have had a lot more urgency. And he didn't see enough urgency. I was like, okay, I think we're stretching here. Did you not see urgency? They got off to a good start. I don't now the problem is they were in good shape. The problem was on the Sun side, Bridges went crazy early on to keep the Suns in the game. Right. But man, I, I don't. I'm not you... mad at Budenholzer. I'm not mad at Giannis. Giannis went for 42 and 12. I mean, damn, Giannis. What is that? That's the fourth time in NBA history in the finals where the losing team had a guy go for at least 40 and 10. He's in the same company, the losing team. He's in the same company as Shaq, Barkley, and Johnny Havlicek. Not too bad a company. Uh, But the point is, hey, 40 and 10 games are not completely unusual, but you usually win the game. Right, but that's not the But it was the other guys on the team, right? right? Yeah. Middleton, Middleton, that was frustrating to watch Chris Middleton play that passively on both ends. Yeah, I don't, I don't, and, and is game two the time that you bring the uh, Herb Brooks speech? I mean, I don't. I don't think, think it, you need to. No, know, no, I don't think. I don't think. If it's your try- team isn't driven down one nothing. Yeah, no, and 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 how much is it? If 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 the speeches matter and you're getting in their heads, in game two, off a, you know, a formidable loss, I guess, if you want, in the opener, if in game two, if you're delivering that type of speech, that type of desperation, must win speech. Is the message to your team that if you don't win this, the series is over? Because, you know, they still got to go home and play two in Milwaukee. Until they lose at home, I mean, if it, this this series could take a – it could be back in, you know, 2-2 and be back in Phoenix for a best of three. So – You got to pick your shots before you're freaking, you know, go pulling, off out, the pulling cuff. out the bullhorn and knocking over lockers. Yeah, absolutely. We're not going to see the uh, any given Sunday Al Pacino speech. Not for a while. Number one. The one thing I'm rooting for is not Suns and Four. I can't I can't take this dude and that freaking mantra for the rest of eternity if they sweep the series. Please, please, Bucks, fight back. I don't think that it's gonna be a sweep. I really don't. I don't think that the Bucks here's the thing. 
The one thing that people are amazed by that I continue to hear is that this Suns team, as young as it is, and what they're able to do. And I and I think that the, the, the way that these young minds and this young talent, it's not just Chris Paul, but Monty Williams is doing a fantastic job. Yeah. Let's, let's not escape that. It's not just the addition with Chris Paul, but blending those personalities and bringing those. But Milwaukee was that same young team two years ago. That same that that you know they got to the Eastern Conference that right. last year bowed out to the to Miami Heat. So they do have some experience from the last two seasons. And again, I just said it, they have to go home until I see this team fold in their own arena and Giannis doesn't get the supporting cast that they didn't get in Phoenix. If it goes the rest of the way, I just don't see it happening again in Milwaukee. They're gonna get at least one of those two, if not both. So I don't I don't see a sweep whatsoever. We're going to try to track down uh, Jerome Williams in just a little bit, the former NBA player, Junkyard Dog, who's a true Las Vegas now to help us break down the NBA Finals as we head to the uh, Sunday Tilt. You can hear the Suns and the Bucks right here on ESPN Las Vegas over the weekend. It's the Big Five at Five, brought to you by Battleborn Injury Lawyers. If you've been injured, call Justin Watkins at Battleborn Injury Lawyers, 570-9000. Now, back Cofield and company. We would have talked to Rachel about the pain and anguish and what black people have to go through to make it in this business. And it ain't right to paint us in that light and the continuous stereotype that we don't belong and we only get handouts. That's what I would have said. That's what bothers me. A very angry Rob Parker, part of the odd couple. We'll have a couple more... Uh bites of what they were saying uh, the other day about the Rachel Nichols, Maria Taylor situation. That show follows the uh, VGK Insider Show. Great addition to the Fox national lineup. Let's do a giveaway right now. 364-1100-364-1100. Caller 11, you get tickets to uh, Team USA. The men's team is taking on Argentina as they get ready to go to the Olympics. It's right here in town. They're training here. You get two tickets to the game next Tuesday. That's the 13th. Uh, USA basketball in town the 10th through the 18th games over at Mandalay Bay event center. If you want to get tickets for yourself, axs.com slash USA basketball is uh, where you can get the tickets and there's games next week. So check it out. Check it out. Uh, Ari had a caller from uh, or a call from someone who was saying, uh, Hey, last week, you know, there were big events in town. Yeah. There was a big event at the stadium at the Al. I don't, was there a 20,000, 18,000? Did I miss it? Event? Maybe I did at uh, T-Mobile. I think this is the first time we've had, the arena going with a big event and the stadium going at the same time. So just to clarify that someone said, right. Uh, there was a concert last week. I'm, I'm aware of that. Uh, but now we've got even more people in that area in terms of dealing with the parking and the pedestrians and in ingress and egress. Yeah. And if the, if the UFC event ends sooner than the concert, Let's not forget that T-Mobile, when it, people leave there, they, you know, just like, like Golden Knights games, there's there's times where we leave press row an hour and a half after the game, two hours after the game, and there's still people in the courtyard or in sure. the lingering, hanging around. So, and who knows what the people that are coming to town for this this event, this UFC event, right? McGregor's followers, they're not going home anytime soon. No. Why would you? Oh, if you, if, especially if McGregor wins. Oh. They're going to, they are going to be ready to, pour, I don't know how many uh, folks, actually came over I, I don't know i know in the past i mean it was when when mcgregor mania was at its peak it was insane here with people from ireland and uh yeah i remember i think it was before the fight i don't i can't remember what fight it was it was before mcgregor fight i remember driving behind 
this is probably before T-Mobile had opened. I remember driving behind uh, MGM on Koval, and there's like a nice grass area by the MGM garage, and I just a couple of guys were just out there, just you know, Irish flag, just sure. sleeping Slumped. middle middle of the afternoon. Found, found a little shade. Power nap. Yes, <laughs> power nap at 110, and then rallied. Right? Why not? Why not? All right, quick break here. We'll hear a little more from the odd couple over on uh, Fox Sports and that situation with uh, Rachel Nichols. Is uh, That one's not going away anytime soon. More on the Suns, more on the Bucks. We'll get some uh, hardcore breakdown here on Cofield and Company. Visit LVSportsNetwork.com for access to the latest podcasts and best interviews. It's Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas. So I wanted to play you the uh, a couple more comments from The Odd Couple okay. on that uh, Rachel Nichols thing. And Willie Ramirez is here. Uh, you're familiar with the story, right? Uh, yep, you know, absolutely. Tape from last year, Rachel Nichols suggesting that, hey, she lost out on a job because of uh, the push for diversity, uh, which a lot, you know, a lot of people have, have taken seriously, and they should. And there were also some weird comments in there about being exhausted about Black Lives Matter and the Me Too movement, which, okie dokie, you know, yeah. uh, was she aware that she was speaking sort of publicly? No. But she got caught, and now it's turned into a firestorm. And uh, Maria Taylor responded yesterday by, you know, sending out an inspirational message, and then a bunch of pictures with her and younger African American uh, media people and coworkers. So this thing's still not over. But for Chris Broussard and Rob Parker across the way on uh, our sister station, Fox Sports Las Vegas, they were really fired up, especially Rob Parker. And uh, you know, as you just heard him say a couple of minutes ago, what are, what are you saying, man? Are you saying that? Uh, you know, all of us as African-Americans aren't qualified. We're all diversity hires. It's really insulting. And if they wanted to fire me, Chris, then, then the hell with it. Because that's what that's the point of the whole thing. They wouldn't have been able to. Then I but, can't but you get my point? No, you're that, absolutely I'm not right. talking about going ham right. on Rachel Nichols <laughs> right. on ESPN and calling her out and calling names. But, Rachel, what are you saying? <laughs> I think we know it. I think we know what she was saying. But she believes she got passed over. She's threatened, which uh, you've been in the media a long time. I've been in the media a long time. I, I, I think we've got a lot of egos in the business, and uh, some people cannot believe that others may just be better than them. Sometimes you're just not as good as you think you are. You are replaceable. It, it, you, you can be passed up. Right. And, you know, and I don't it, – it's too – I the, when I listen to the, to the tape, you know, of, of her and – and the gentleman speaking, it, it just seemed like they were so – It obviously, I mean, and I, I say this with the utmost respect. I'm, I'm not trying to sort of downplay what they said. But beyond with what they said was the comfortability in how they said it, yep. that they turned to that immediately without any regard to the talent of Maria Taylor. You know, um, the – you know, and I've seen Rachel in person at the NBA Summer League. You've gone to the NBA Summer League. We, you know, um, I don't know anything about her. Um, I, I do now. I know, and you know, we know more about her now. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I'll tell you what I I know and um, am friends with. Not, I mean, we don't talk daily, whatever, but we message occasionally. And when she's here, we speak. And someone who I have the utmost respect for, because you never ever show she never shows her frustration she never shows anything but professionalism and that's Cassidy Hubbarth um and I have the utmost respect for her the way she carries herself is so professional and I think that I remember when Malika Andrews came on 
the scene and at the NBA Summer League. And she has risen to, you know, to, to, to such a great role. And I, you know, to hear and see the things from a veteran like Rachel is just, you know, when you hear those things, again, the comments are one thing, but the comfortability that she had uh-huh. was just so – I don't know. It, it, that was, was was more shocking to me than what was said. Maybe it's because at this point, nothing surprises you anymore with what comes out of people's mouths. But the comfortability that she had when she has talented colleagues, you know, that are minorities in some regard, you know, that work around her. She's and, covering and, the, the NBA. Yeah, on top of that. On, on top of that. League. Exactly. She's got African-American coworkers, former players all over the show. And is she looking around, as, as Rob Parker was saying, is she looking around going, you know what, the only reason these people are here is because they have to be, because they've been forced on me. That's Now, that might be taking it too far. Bottom line is, folks, and I, we've talked about this at different points all week, um, while there has been this whole blitz, I think, of misinformation that the media is worse than ever, it's better than ever, there's more talented people than ever getting into the business, yep. there's more non-traditional opportunities to get into the business and then rise up, Um you know, it was years ago. If you didn't you know, get on a radio station or you weren't with a newspaper, that was it. You were kind of screwed. And then the fact that the internet opened, people now have more opportunities, and sometimes they rise in different ways than you'd ever expect. The media is filled with smarter people, more talented people than has ever been the case. And listen, as we all get older in every business, it does hurt where you're like, man, I kind of can't keep up with the Joneses here. Maybe I'm not as good as I was, or maybe I never was that good. You start to get a little bit of that doubt as people rise up, and you're like, man, they're young, and they're yeah. they're good. This person is great. And I'm not just talking about African-Americans or women. I'm just, just in general. general. There yeah. are so many talented people who are great at this. And, you know, last thing on this, Maria Taylor is at the center of this, even though she didn't want to be at the center of this. Um She's going to be able to do whatever she wants. And there was a whole, there's no doubt there was a, a salary leak, you know, to the New York Post saying that she wanted $5 million. She wanted Stephen A money at the end of her next deal, make like $8 million. She's going to get it somewhere. Yeah. Apple's looking at her. Amazon's looking at her. I think one of the big networks is looking at her. She's really talented. She's really good. Uh, and, and plus, they've got agents. They know what the market is like. Uh, so this is not some like weird game of, you know, hey, if they don't give me all this, I'm making an outlandish demand, and of course they're going to give it to me. Like she has other offers, she's super talented. By the way, her contract's up on July 20th. The finals not over if it goes long by July 20th. So I don't know what they're going to do. So we'll find out how this whole thing plays out. But I'll just tell you this: um, when when you think like that and you say something like that, it's never easy to come back from ever, ever, ever. That's that's it's long lasting. And you know, if if if. If, if the contract's not renewed and she goes elsewhere, they have capable people that they don't need to turn to Rachel Nichols. They can put Cassidy Hubbard in, in the host seat for the show. They can keep Malika on the sideline as, a, as the lead salary. They do Dude, not every, need- every broadcasting job, we can make a list of the next five people and you'd be like, yeah, we, we'd pretty much forget the, the person before that in a couple of games. Right. Let me ask you this. Other than, other than the ludicrous comments that she has put out there. Do you think after the first two games of the NBA finals that people are coming away going, well, I really miss Rachel Nichols. I don't think that there's anybody on TV, anybody watching, nobody, you know, and if they don't know what's going on, if they haven't seen or they're not on social media or they're just oblivious to, to the, to these comments, 
they're not even paying attention that she's not the lead side or that she's that she's not the reporter. Malika does such a fantastic job anyway that you, you know. So yeah, that's that's a that's a forever lasting thing. What do you think happens on Sunday in the game? What's going to happen here? You seem bullish on the Bucks. Yes, uh, I'm still into the Bucks. I'm very frustrated last night. Like I said, Chris Middleton. I thought that performance was ridiculous. I was really disappointed with his lapses in defense. Uh, lapses on defense. I don't think the Suns can play this well three games in a row. I don't think Bridges will be as good. I think they'll do a better job defending Chris Paul. And uh, but I tell you, the, the, but the scary part is you're mentioning you know the Bucks were the young team. Now the Suns are the young team minus you guys like Crowder and Chris Paul. Devin Booker is such an X factor because he's 24. And he plays like he's 32. Devin Booker's fantastic. And, and I said this to somebody not too long ago. And, and you know, I mean, I don't have any proof or anything. But I have said this from since – that dude loves Las Vegas. Him and Zach Levine, I, they love coming during the NBA Summer League. Yeah. They walk that Summer League, though the back halls of the Thomas Mack, whatever, or the Cox, they walk with such maturity of – and like veterans and carry themselves. I've always been impressed by Devin Booker on the court, off the court, his just his maturity level. But back to the game. Phoenix Suns are one and two in their first road game in each playoff series. They lost at the Lakers. They swept the Nuggets, who was missing a big, big part of their lineup. And they lost game three at the Clippers. So I think that Coach Bud's going to look at that game film. Plus, he knows that Giannis has been doing all the work. And so I do think that the books, the Bucks, are going to make a push, and they're going to treat it. Now maybe a, a bigger speech has to go. So uh, I do. I like the Bucks, and I, I think that they're going to come to play in game three. Let's bring in the former NBA player and now uh, full-time Las Vegan. He's one of the, uh, the guys that's really – Planted a flag here. Jerome Williams, JYD, is up on Cofield and Company. What's up, Jerome? What's up, Jerome? What's happening? What's happening? <laughs> Always good to be on ESPN Radio with you guys, man. Hey, Jerome, we want to break down the, the Suns and the Bucks here in a second, but I know this is a really important weekend as the Big Three is rolling out in Vegas. I want you to talk about the Big Three and also some of the ticket initiatives that you're part of. Oh, man. See, the Big Three is happening this weekend, Saturday. Tomorrow, 10 a.m., it's going to be on CBS. Uh, we have star-studded, you know, spectacular, you know, got coaches like Dr. J. Julius Irving, living legends like Iceman, George Gervin. So it's going to be exciting basketball. Joe Johnson, of course, he's the reigning champ with the triplets. Um, it's going to be teed off against power tomorrow. It's going to be exciting. Three-on-three three basketball. Fireball three is in the house, and it's hot in Las Vegas. So we're getting ready to get hotter at the Orleans Arena. Well, you know what? Speaking of hot, I'll tell you what. The best poster that I ever had as a kid was of – you brought up the Iceman, George Gervin, was sitting on a block of ice in a silver sweatsuit. <laughs> yeah. I had that right. on my wall back in the day. So that's how you know that's how we used to keep it cool in Vegas. But I got to ask you about the big three real quick. Um, one of the inaugural players, I'm not sure what his role is or if he's, if he's still going to be playing, but he's also been mentioned recently as one of the members of the group that wants to bring an NBA team, Marcus Banks. Just curious, 
his role, if if he's if he's maybe you know what he's doing, if he's if he's helped out at all, if he's if he's if he's retired from it, what's what's Marcus been up to? Because I covered Marcus when he was a, a high school star at Cimarron Memorial, and he's always loved this community, come back to this community, and uh, just you know what he's what he's done for the Big Three, and and then maybe his you know this involvement that he has with this group that wants to bring an NBA team here. Hey, it's always good to, you know, bring in NBA teams. I hope he's very successful, obviously, with the Ghost Ballers here at the Big Three. He was in Season 1 as well as Season 2, did a great job for us. And uh, we look forward to seeing him out here uh, in the arena tomorrow um, as one of our Big Three legends. But uh, as far as the Young Three is concerned, we're doing a big, huge ticket initiative with the Ball Dogs, um, giving away tickets from our community uh, initiative to really give back to the community of Las Vegas. Myself, Ice Cube, Jeff Quatness, and the Big Three, um, you know, partnered with Microsoft to do it big for, you know, not only Las Vegas, but Orleans, New Orleans as well, and the Bahamas. So we're going to be making sure we're giving out kids uh, and families tickets to the event this Saturday, tomorrow, and you can go on balldogs.com to see if there's any more tickets available. Yeah, go check it out. D-A-W-G, balldogs.com, balldogs.com. We got a bunch of stuff to get into, and we got a short amount of time here. So I want to get your take real quick, first of all, on the NBA Finals. And we're both thinking that the Bucs bounce back on Sunday. Are you seeing something in the series where the Bucs just don't have a shot and the Suns are going to roll to a sweep? Well, I really think that, you know, the, the the Suns are in the pole position as far as the NBA championship is concerned. Chris Paul, Devin Booker, um, you see, you know, players like Miles Bridges um, stepping up to the, to the plate and uh, lifting their team. But DeAndre Aiden has been a, a pure beast. He's been a, a not, not so much as a, uh, a Greek freak stopper because you cannot stop Giannis Antetokounmpo, but he is a uh, formidable adversary which wears him down. And I think that's going to be telling, you know, moving forward because, you, you know, you have a big three in Phoenix and, you know, in Milwaukee, you got a big two. You know, Middleton and, you know, paired up with Giannis is a dynamic duo. But you're going to need, you know, three players to get by these Phoenix Suns. The way their coach, Monty Williams, has, you know, a serious coaching tree and acumen. Uh, relationship with the players that's really just showing and shining bright during these finals. And I really don't see them, uh, Milwaukee, mean winning more than two games. Joe, if we can turn our attention, I read a fantastic story um, about you um, last month in Forbes magazine. Head- I love the headline, Basketball star Jerome Williams wants to turn the business of sports inside out. And in there was prior to – the recent NC2A rule change, the NIL, in that you were moving to start a company, sort of take advantage of the NC2A rule change and help a lot of young athletes. Some It sounds like just to, how to, to teach them and their, their intellectual property um, for a very small fee. It looks like it's an initiative of between you and your wife, Nicolette, uh, your wife of 21 years. Can you just talk a little bit about that, the excitement of sort of mentoring these young athletes and and getting them ready, you know, for the next level, or how to sort of take advantage of, of their likenesses. Hey, absolutely. I mean, you know, this is something that uh, my team put together. Uh, my wife is one of them, uh, George King, a uh, guy by the name of Robert Smith, uh, all co-founded Alumni Pros Global Sports to really educate players, young players, uh, mid-range players, as well as professional athletes and retired 
about their name, image, and likeness. Uh, in the music industry, um, artists depend on, you know, the, the oldies but goodies. As they get older and as they age, they're still in a position where they can still monetize their talent. Whereas an athlete, that that is all, you know, soaked up early on. You see, brother, they are, it's, it's soaked up early on as a young person where their name, image, and likeness is being utilized by colleges, high schools, even middle schools for them to monetize them early. And then they only get paid once they become a professional. Well, that's what needed to change. I'm so glad that Congress sees it that way. States are starting to see it that way. Even the NCAA with their new rule sees it that way where name, image, and likeness needs to be, you know, put in the hands of the athlete early enough that they can now monetize what their God-given ability is. And I'm so happy to be able to help educate these young men and women from all sports, football, soccer, lacrosse, basketball, wrestling, baseball, all these things, they need to be able to go out and and utilize their God-given ability to earn. And with companies that are now going to start jumping into the bag of helping these young athletes make money, um, they just need that education to know how to do it, how to protect themselves legally, um, contractually, as well as, you know, the different opportunities that are out there. You know, we set up Alumni Pros Global Sports to do just that. I'm very excited about it. And uh, we're going to be launching FAMBA IP, which will be coming out in September, which will allow all athletes to create their own credit score. So intellectual property score, IP score. Nice, nice. Hey, do we know, is Swaggy P official to uh, play tomorrow in the Big Three? Swaggy P, man, I I was just out on the court with Swaggy. He was knocking okay. down four pointers. He looks one hundred percent. Gilbert Arenas was was talking trash. It was it was a it was an agent zero affair um, at practice. So I do expect Swaggy to be in uniform tomorrow. I love it. I love it. I got to tell you, one of my favorite players is Catino Mobley. Uh, he's still a good player, but simply because he's gone all gray, so he kind of represents the old guys. I like seeing him out there. Still been able to do it all gray. It's so great. Himself. Casino yeah, is doing well. He just knocked down eight in a row threes from the corner. Woo! That's going to be a hot spot for tomorrow. Make sure you tune in early on on CBS, be on 10 a.m. PST and uh, 2 p.m. West Coast, uh, East Coast time. Oh man, we got the inside information now. I got to now. I got to go look out and see if there's lines on this big three. We got the inside <laughs> info on who's hot. Swaggy P, Catino Moly. Wow, good stuff. Good stuff. Thanks, Jerome. We appreciate the time. All right. Thanks for having me. Dog pound. There he is. JYD played at Georgetown long time with the uh, Detroit Pistons. Is doing a uh, Knicks podcast now. You just heard about some of the ventures in terms of NIL, and he's still very much connected to the Big Three. Free tickets available while they last. I don't know if there's any more left, but while they last, uh, Big Three starts tomorrow at the Orleans Arena. Uh, but you can go up to the website, balddogs.com. It's D-A-W-G-S, balddogs.com. Which is a great organization, by the way, for the young players here in town. Uh, some of the players, I mentioned Swaggy P is on a roster, Catino Mobley, uh, a lot of celebrity coaches like uh, Nancy Lieberman, Stephen Jackson, Lisa Leslie, and it's guys of all ages, too. There's there's dudes who played you know a while ago like Catino Mobley. There's young guys like Isaiah Briscoe, who's a former Kentucky player familiar with him as a, a jersey guy he's in there you got six games they start up at 12 30 and uh, again 
could be some free tickets up there at balldogs.com. And if not, then go to the uh, the Orleans website, punch it up, and you're good to go. Big three is fun. A lot of fun. Yeah. No, it's 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 entertaining um, with with guys that are still have that competitive fire. So you so you're sort of getting a nice little mix of 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 uh, of basketball there, and uh, you know you never know who who you're going to see. Like you say, you go out there and see some old old school guys who who you become uh, who you who you maybe been fans with, but then by the end of the game. You, you become a fan of someone you never even possibly heard of that's, you know, that's, that's continuing on with its dream and, and playing out that, uh, you know, that, uh, like I said, that competitive fire and, and what better place than Las Vegas, obviously, uh, you know, that's with, there's another event for Saturday. It, it, but you think about it, think about how amazing this weekend is. We just talked about how big that wasn't going set, on set, last week. No, set, yeah, well, I mean, we've opened <laughs> up, and now now we're like you know freaking loaded with events. So we've yeah. got the big three here, and they're going to be here often uh, throughout July and August. And it's one of the events of the day before you know uh, the, the fights go down with the UFC uh, at T-Mobile, and then the big Garth Brooks concert. So. One year ago, we were one month into um, things starting to open up with heavy restrictions. Oh, yeah. Major League Baseball hadn't started. The NHL was, you know, hadn't hadn't gotten back into the bubble. The NBA, nothing, you know. And here we are one year later with full arenas. A Stanley Cup champ has been crowned. We're in the NBA Finals. There's full arenas. Garth Brooks is coming to town. Conor McGregor's back. I mean, we're not back to normal, but we're as close as you could possibly be to feeling like we're back to normal. It, this, this virus is still out there, but... You know, this is this is all good, and this is this is something that, that our town needed. This infusion of of everything that we're, we're you know that's happening. And let's not escape the fact, like tonight, the Las Vegas Aces, right? They're they're battling. They're not up for the the Commissioner's Cup. Um, I believe that's Connecticut and Seattle right now, the front running in both conferences. But the Aces are putting putting together a, a, another great run in, in their product. So um, a lot of good things happening. I'll be at the beach this weekend. I'm going to California. Flying so out. I will be bringing my very old school. You know, I hoard. I'll be bringing my old school Nerf Turbo. Oh, nice. I saw your list. You sent over a list of uh, old school toys. Yeah. Nerf Turbo, along with the Jordan Jammer, the electric football, the Stratomatic. Stratomatic I have to admit, baseball. total nerd, Stratomatic. Absolutely. I had I have my own league with a, with a school folder and then team names <laughs> and I divvy and I divvied up all the cards of the player cards and then I did my own draft. I broke up the teams. I made one. You know, had, Las Vegas had a team, Phoenix had a team, Miami had a team. This was oh, the, the imagination the in the old days. Oh yeah. We didn't have video games. You damn kids. We kept ourselves busy. Willie, that was awesome, man. Thanks for filling in. It was a good time. Uh, Appreciate it. Give us a pop for perfect real quick. Perfect seasonings, perfect gym, right by the Orleans Arena where the big three is. Check them out. Perfect.online on Instagram. F-I-C-T at the end. Ari, thank you. Appreciate Battleborn Injury Lawyers housing the show today with their studios. Thank you.